Radio Influence, podcasting redefined. Time stops for no man. Just keeps on marching on. Man, oh man. How you doing, Rock Rally here? This is The Rock Stops Here. Where did I stop this week? I stopped and gave a microphone to a woman, young woman. Everybody's young to me. Uh, that's a mother that is full-time as a multi-digital broadcaster for Spectrum Sports in Tampa Bay. Uh, her name is Olivia Stacy, and she is one of my favorites. I saw her probably, I don't even know, the years all go by now, but she was an up-and-coming young digital reporter for the Tampa Tribune. She was covering the lightning. She's doing a lot of sports stuff. She's got her camera. She was in front of the camera doing it all by herself, and she was doing a good job, and then she was so nice, and then, uh, you know, she's got the entire package, and I'm like, this girl is going to go far. You could see it. And I'll tell you a little bit more of the story on the back on the back end. But uh, she ended up getting married, happily married, has a beautiful daughter, is being a mother. She made it through, you know, the pandemic, just like everybody did. Uh, and how it was actually she turned it into a positive. So it's very, very interesting. But um, she's one of my favorites. So without further ado. How, you know, she went to the University of Florida, was involved early in like news, and then she did sports, and then she was hooked, like so many of us, and ends up being a very, very successful sports broadcaster. So here she is, and enjoy. Yes, on the Rock Stops here, the one, the only, Olivia Stacy. All right. Honored, honored, honored to have one of my favorites in this crazy business of broadcasting. The one, the only Olivia Stacy. Olivia, thank you so much for doing this. How are you? Oh, my gosh, Rock. It is my pleasure because, you know, the feeling is mutual. You have always been someone I have admired tremendously in this business. So. So happy to be here with you today. You are doing just a great job, not only in broadcasting, but also being a mother and a wife and you're combining both and you're able to, you're, you're, you're able to, you're able to do it. Right, Olivia? It is, you know, I feel so thankful for all the opportunities that have been presented in this business and in my personal life right now, it's been, you know, a learning experience for me to adjust to life as a working mom and a wife, but it's, it's, you know, I, I'm just grateful. I, I have an amazing support system. And that is one thing that Michelle Tafoya told me really? when she was on my podcast. And I asked, how in the world do you do it all? And she was absolutely right in saying, utilize the support around you. You know, when people offer to help, parents, your husband, take them up on that. <laughs> and so she's a wise woman. And it's, it's true. You know, you have to have have to have support to be able to balance all the responsibilities. It's a, that, 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 that is, that is a good point. A lot of times we don't read, you know, we think we can do it all. Mm -hmm. And especially if you're trying to raise your children and also be in this crazy business and yes. with scheduling and things like that, you got to have the support. I don't know how single parents I, I, do I it, know. even single dads, but single moms, I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to do it. It, it's so true. And, and I have a tremendous amount of respect for them, you know, now that I'm experiencing how much I do lean on 
you know, my husband, especially, you know, he works a more regular nine to five job. So if I'm having to cover a Bucks game on a Sunday or a college football game on a Saturday, I know Sophie is going to be in good hands. My mom is local. She's a huge oh, support. Huge. Um, you know, but I think sometimes we do try to do it all ourselves. And when people reach out, it's, it's hard for us to sometimes accept that help. But Michelle, I have to credit her for, for the good advice there. So I'm just passing it forward to anyone out there listening now. That's awesome. All right. So let's go back. So you, you went to the, you grew up locally mm-hmm. in the Tampa Bay area. You went to the university of Florida when you were there. What was it then that I want to be a broadcaster? I want to be a sportscaster mm-hmm. because I know you did some news coverage as well. Is that when it started, Olivia? You know, it really, that's when it was solidified for me. But actually, my passion for storytelling began. I can trace it back to uh, Brooker Creek broadcasting days back in elementary school. So, you know, for any of those who are local, they're familiar, you know, with Pinellas County School. So I always was on the school news from, Gosh, the time I was third grade on, I just had a passion for getting to know people and writing and journalism was always drawn to it. So I would emulate people who I would see on the news and try to create my own own programs even as a kid. Really? Absolutely. University of Florida. Excellent broadcast journalism program. I was fortunate enough to be there during the Tim Tebow era. So I saw a national championship while I was there and, and had you know, the honor of, of having sports coverage during that time. And that's when I really, my eyes were opened to the possibilities in broadcast journalism, because before then I had been thinking news, but being in a sports town, obviously growing up in Tampa Bay, always had a love of sports. Um, But, you know, for me, I was on that general news track until UF and, and that really opened my eyes to the possibilities. I saw on your resume, I went back and it's like, okay, you did some work like for ABC News Mm -hmm. and news outlets and producing and a little bit of reporting. Was that at the same time as the University of Florida, Olivia? Yes. So we were fortunate to have a a partnership with ABC News, the national network, and they had a handful of bureau reporters that they selected at six different colleges throughout the nation. And I was fortunate enough to be selected to that program. So I did work hand in hand with shows like Good Morning America while I was a college student and that experience. Oh my goodness. It just, it, it paid dividends for me. It it really taught me so much about the business early on. That's huge. That's huge. All right. So you graduate from the university of Florida, you're getting your experience. You're back in the community where you grew up the Tampa Tribune, Mm -hmm. you were doing video as well. You were all, you were very, very, very smart. Um, What was that experience like? Gosh, being uh, hands-on multimedia for Tampa Media Group, because I I was able to write, I was able to do print journalism for the paper, a traditional outlet. And then I was getting experience non-traditional outlets. We had podcasts with Ira Kaufman and Roy Cummings and these sports legends. And then I also was, you know, able to be on camera. We had a little studio. I was out shooting and editing. So it really was sharpening my skills as a true multimedia journalist, which in this day and age, you know, look at all that you do. It's what we we all are required to do, no matter what level you're on, Um, you know, whether you're local or even on the national level, we're doing it all now. So um, that experience really just helped me to familiarize myself with with all forms of of media 
So you were there and then you were starting to branch out a little bit. I think it was, was it CBS sports? Yes. I know that was maybe a major, like a softball thing mm-hmm. and your sideline. So you were starting to do that. What about at that point? What were you kind of figuring? Yes. And, and that, um, gosh, it's such a different experience doing sideline reporting from other types, you know, just because you are a part of a live game broadcast where you just don't know what turn the game is going to take. And, and, and like anything in this business, you just research pays off. You know, being a sideline reporter, I'd have to have so many different story angles and side stories prepared because you don't know which which direction it, it's going to go. Fans, so, fans don't see that. They think, oh, a sideline reporter, they hardly come to you. You really don't have to do much preparation. No. It's so much preparation. You know, I, I always give this advice to anyone who is sidelining for the first time. I always tell them there is no such thing as being overprepared because you never know when that third string quarterback is going to go in that you have to have some some interesting facts on. There's just not enough time in the broadcast to to turn to research. So you've got to be prepared when your moment comes. And a lot of times in sidelining, what I learned is I would be pitching throughout the broadcast. Hey, I have an update on this person gotcha. or this would make sense to, to come to me, you know, to talk about X, Y, Z. Um, and so really, if you want to be utilized as much as possible during those broadcasts, it's up to the salary reporter. Come a, up, in keep a pitching. lot of situations, you, you got to keep pitching. Mm-hmm. So then you get an opportunity to be where you are now. Spectrum, Bay News 9, reporter, you get to host, you get to anchor. You kind of get to do quite a bit while still being able to be here in your hometown. Yes, and that was so important to me. And and that and that's something that, you, you know, when you, you spoke about my experience with TBO.com, I, and I also did some work for, for the Buccaneers also, um, right. you know, in-game hosting, which right. was so phenomenal. But right. being a, invested in my hometown teams, being able to cover them, work alongside with them is truly a dream come true. And while I loved the experience of sideline reporting for different teams and traveling, there's nothing like home and reporting on the teams that I grew up with that are embedded in our community. Um, I, I know I know the players, I know the fans. And so to have the opportunity to be here for Spectrum Bay News 9, it's really where my heart was. Um, and so when the, the opportunity presented itself, I knew it was it was a perfect fit. Now, you at times still will once in a while, it's hard being a mom, get to be a fan, yeah. like going back to see the Gators. <laughs> yes. and what's that What's what's that like? man? Isn't that kind of neat when you actually you can be a fan for a little bit? It, it really is. You know, it's funny because, you know, no cheering is a lot of the press box. So I feel like sometimes I have to remind myself I can relax. I can actually cheer in the, in the stands. And I know you know this all too well, but it is so fun to oh my gosh, have that experience when, when time allows to just be able to relax and, and watch the game. Um, you know, but, but I will say my excitement never wanes, even when I'm in a professional role. It is always thrilling. People ask, does it get old? And it, it really doesn't. Every game is different. The stakes change. The players change. Uh, there's always something new and fresh to report on. You know, what you were telling me when we were talking a couple of weeks back and I was like, you know, it was during the COVID period where nobody went to the station and you work from home. Mm-hmm. You had your little one <laughs> yes. 
and you ended up turning COVID kind of really into a positive. Did you not, Olivia? It really, I always say it was a a blessing in disguise or, you know, you could say the silver lining of, of the pandemic was in this industry, I never anticipated being able to work from home as much as I have in the, in the past couple of years. And having a baby during the pandemic in 2020, um, you know, there was so much uncertainty that working from home and being able to be with her while also working was incredible. It really was uh, doing virtual interviews. And I always laugh because, you know, she was there for, you know, I, I remember a Zoom interview with Tom Brady and, you know, she, she's been along for the ride with a lot of these was milestones. Was she in a different room or was she actually in the <laughs> well, same room it, as you when you were doing It's funny because at the time she was so young that she would be able to nap alongside of me a lot of times <sighs> while I was able to jump on these, um, these Zoom interviews. Now, now sometimes she would be, you know, with my mom in a separate room and, um, you know, but I have amazing videos and photos of, of that time, um, just balancing both roles. And I am thankful that um, I had that opportunity because looking back, it was just such a unique time, but it's also special in its own way for me as a new mom. That's awesome. All right. Two more before we get to the advice that you would have. Is there a bucket list for you in this business? Do you want to continue to just do what you're doing and raise uh, your daughter or you got a bucket list or what do you think? Do you have yeah. a goal outside? You of know, that? I've always been open to where this industry takes me as long as I feel I can balance my roles well then I'm certainly open to seeing where this industry and this career takes me. As far as bucket list, you know, I always wanted the major events to be able to cover. So Super Bowl for a long time was on that list, which thankfully I've been able to check off now Stanley Cup final, which I've also had the privilege of covering. Thankfully, our, our Tampa Bay teams have done so well that it's afforded me these opportunities. Um, but, you know, always growing and learning. There's just always so much in this industry that we can challenge ourselves with. And, and that's um, my biggest thing. As long as I am in a role that challenges me on a daily basis, then I feel that I'm growing as a journalist. But as far as bucket list, um, just, you know, as many major sporting events as I can cover, because yeah. let me tell you, covering that one Super Bowl, and you know, because yeah. <laughs> you've yeah. had a couple of them, a yeah. few of them, it is incredible. Yeah. I like the big events too. There really yeah. is nothing like it. Okay. So I'm sure you get this a lot. Advice mm -hmm. to a young aspiring broadcaster, even if you want to be specific with a girl or just somebody mm -hmm. in this business, what is the best advice you can give Olivia? I think for anyone who wants to go into this industry, experience is there's nothing like it and you're never too young to get it. So volunteer, offer, offer your help in exchange for that experience when you can, when you see a situation, never think too, it's too small for you. You know, whatever it is, you're going to be able to gain something from it. If it's in this industry, whether it's behind the scenes and you want to be on camera, do it. You'll learn so much. And this business is so much about connections, as you know. Um, and, and so never be afraid to ask people for their advice, to ask people about what um, you might be able to do to help them if you're in an internship and, and looking to, you know, maybe one day get a job at, at that station or network or with the team. I have found that all of my experiences have taught me something, even if it was in politics or an area that I didn't end up pursuing. It taught me something. 
Um, and it's been, you know, valuable to me looking back to realize, gosh, even in moments where you think you don't know how it's going to line up for you and how it's going to fit into the big picture, it does pay off. And then my second piece of advice was that nothing beats hard work in this industry. Um, you know, whether you are a young woman or a man looking to prove yourself, you do have to earn the respect of your colleagues and of your viewers. And, and that is something that they're inviting you into their homes. There, there's so many choices out there. If they're choosing you, you know, you can't let them down. So be prepared. Um, be also prepared to work hard <laughs> in this industry. Um, but it, it's thrilling. And, and let me tell you that, I mean, I, I think we've talked about this. If you enjoy what you're do, you do, then... It makes huge. all the difference. It's huge. Livia, I can't thank you enough. Again, you've been one of my favorites. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> and I've learned so much from you from uh, the years. Let me just tell you that, Rock Riley. Oh, in. my goodness. You're thank you're you. So, yeah, she, she's great. She's great and just so happy that she's so successful. And she's got it. You know, like so many of us in this business think that the business is everything. And... There is no doubt in my mind, had she not, you know, had become a mother and settled down a little bit, she could have gone to the NFL Network or wherever, ESPN or, you know, the sky was the limit. And uh, but, you know, she's happy. She's living and raising her daughter right where she grew up and has that support. You got to have the family support, man, to be able to make it. We can't do this by ourselves. So I thought that was really cool. And the other thing that stood out to me, even when I'm, when I'm doing these podcasts, like I'm listening, something is like, I like to listen. Some interviews, they, they can't wait to jump in and, you know, blur it in and got to get a question in or, you know, got to get a comment, but I listen and then, wow, how about that? Like, I think the same thing, not taking it for granted. You know, she's been asked a couple of times by people, oh, you must get so used to, you know, going and covering the box or, you know, the Stanley Cup, the lightning, they're so good. You need all the time you get used to it. She's like, no, it never gets old every time. And like, I feel the same way. I have been doing this now for decades and I do not take it for granted. I think Pat McAfee, I really enjoy his show and all of his clips. I don't listen to the entire or watch the entire show every day because I got my duties that I got to do home and in the field. Uh, but I, I catch his clips every day on certain topics and stuff. And he had a great point. I may have covered this on a podcast. There are some reporters that think it is their right, their right to be in the locker room, to be on the field watching NFL practice, you were at the top of the top. It is not a right. It is a privilege. And I've always thought that. And I'm like Olivia, a lot of things we have in common. Like I like covering the big events. I love the Super Bowl. I loved going to the NFL combine where it's the only time of year where college football media and NFL media, they cover the NFL converge in Indianapolis. They're covering that the kids that they covered in Alabama or South Carolina or at Notre Dame or whatever. And then you got NFL reporters that are covering the teams that are going to draft these guys. And it's a big event. I, I love it. 
I love it. I love the Stanley Cup. I love the playoffs. I love playoffs in every sport. I love the big events. And so does Olivia. But I, I, you know, when McAfee said that, I was like, I agree. Like, I have been covering the NFL for since I was probably, I don't know, I was in New Jersey. I think it was before New Jersey Network. I might have had a credential when I was at WSUS or right after that. I was at New Jersey Network. So you're talking so long ago. And it's the same thing. It is a privilege. It's a privilege every day when I pull into one buck. Luckily, I'm fortunate enough now to have the credential where I can hit the right at the gate and the gate opens and then I can go to the door and you put your, your card there. It's almost like a fob. Like I got for my anytime fitness that it opens and you can go in. Uh, but it's a privilege every time I drive there every single day and I'm there two, three times a week. And it's the same thing. Although security has changed because when I first moved down here to Florida, I moved from Denver I was only in Denver two years living there. It just didn't work out. Um, and then formerly from New Jersey, New Jersey, and then New York, New Jersey, metropolitan area, uh, North New Jersey. And um, uh, when I first got down here and went to one buck place, uh, Sam Weiss was the coach and there was no, there was no lock. There was no gate. You just like parked, you know, across the street or on the, on the road there by TIA or the, there was no mall there, international mall. And you just like walked and you walked around the side and you just like, you were on the back where they had weights, free weights on a patio. And that's where they practiced. And you just stood right there and watched practice. It was like, it was amazing. Isn't that amazing how times have changed? And now the security to get through it, if you're on the list or if you don't have the, that type of credential and this and that and this and that. But anyway, uh, now a little backstory on Olivia. Like I said in the intro with Olivia, I you can just kind of tell she's got it all. She's got the delivery. Obviously, she's very attractive, but just a good personality, hard worker, not a not a diva type at all, you know, and you can just see it. And you're like, all right, she's going to go far. And she worked with Ira Kaufman from Joe Buck's fan that I've had on this podcast. He's a pro football Hall of Fame writer. and. Uh, the, uh, Roy Cummings was another longtime sports reporter at the Tampa Tribune and they would come on my show or I'd see them out at the lightning or at the bucks or Rays or whatever. And we would take bets like, where's Olivia Stacey going to go? She's not going to be here long. You're not going to be able to keep her at the Tampa Tribune, you know? And, uh, and then she started freelancing a little bit and it was with CBS sports. She was doing these games, a little sideline. And then boom, boom, boom. And then she's moving and grooving. And then she gets a job at Spectrum. But she also did, she was up on the big board at Raymond James Stadium for Buccaneer games, like doing scores and giving you a little bit of highlights for all those that are in the stands at the Bucks game. And I'm like, this girl's going. There was one time where Ira Kaufman, Olivia doesn't even know this, but Ira and I were sitting in the second row of the press box. And Olivia was down on the first row. And the producer for NFL Network, uh, that he a field producer, I, I won't say his name. He's a great guy, great personality. He's here a lot, obviously, with the Bucks and Brady, the GOAT, but he does the Jacksonville Jaguars, does the Miami Dolphins, he's Charlotte at times, you know, the South 
as a field producer. And there was one game where he was just talking to Olivia Stacy. The two of them were just BSing for most of the game because they had been sitting uh, next to one another. There was a female reporter. Oh, her name was Tiffany. She's really nice. She ended up doing, I think she went to the Charlotte or for MLS and soccer, but she was also really, really nice. And, um, and uh, Olivia and this field producer, friend of film network talked the whole game. And Ira and I were saying, all right, let's do our over under when, when does Olivia go to NFL network? And then we were like, we'd say by the end of the year, next season. And then it was like, no, it's probably by the playoffs. They'll probably hire for that. And then Ira and I were laughing and they were like, probably by the end of this game, she'll be working for NFL network, <laughs> but you knew she was going to be a star. And now she's just, she's got it all. She's got the family. You got to have that balance. Got to have the balance. Speaking of the balance, it is, I know every week I keep talking about the goat, Tom Brady, but this is definitely, I, this is definitely going to be his last year. I mean, Every week when he comes to the podium on Thursday to speak, he looks skinnier and skinnier and withdrawn like his cheeks are sunken in. And he's just, I, I don't know, but isn't it something when he goes out on the field, like I say, it's, it's a different story. You know, the arm is still there and everything else. But now I have been in the locker room. It's another week. You I've been in the locker room again this week. And when we are in there, I have still yet to see Brady come in. So usually the quarterback might come in, Michael get his spikes on or take him off, whatever they're doing. Um, maybe get something, change his shirt and then head out, you know, cause the quarterback does uh, for an NFL team. The quarterback does not speak at his locker. Now going back many, many, many years ago, we would get at times like a Brad Johnson, or maybe earlier than that at his locker with a public relations person standing right there. And it would be on either a Wednesday or a Thursday, but usually now they go, they have a room. All these facilities are just gorgeous and they have a room set aside. They have beautiful lighting and everything is just set really, really nice. You know, I took a picture the other day in the uh, area where they do, we do uh, the media room where you do interviews when they come up on that podium and it's like, damn, this picture came out beautiful. It's like, oh, their lighting is so good. <laughs> you know, you're the top. But, oh, that then that thing I want to get back to. So anyway, thank you. Thank you very much, Olivia. I knew you are on your way. I have been debating, you know, doing another Rock Stops Here podcast. The whole premise of this thing is not me. It's about my guests and how they have made it to the top, how they have made it in life. What about? When that fades, though, the spotlight fades. I do a lot of that. Former superstars or stars. And how hard is that? How hard is it to make it to the top? What's your secret? You know what I mean? That's what I like doing. And Olivia is locally, you know, doing very well in in the media outlet that she's at, in Spectrum, in cable, and in internet. But... She, it's life. Like she's happy being a mom. She's happy living at home here. She's got a happy marriage. Everything is good. So, I mean, that's a, that's a success, right? In life. And there's another girl, young woman that 
is another one here in this area, in the media, that I will bet my bottom dollar, man, she's going to be a superstar if that's the path that she takes. You know, I was talking and I was thinking maybe I should do that. Also, someone that's up and coming. And I know that they're going to be real good. Maybe I'll bring her on. Well, we'll see. I got to think about it because I don't want to stray too far from what the common theme is. Ira was busting my chops at uh, the Bucks today. He's like, we were sitting in the lobby waiting for the GOAT. The GOAT was going to talk at like one and Byron Leftwich, the offensive coordinator. And it was it was running a little bit later. You know, the GOAT, they were, they were running later. It turned out to be 20 minutes later, but whatever. You know, they got a little bit of work to do. They're game planning for their opponent. You know, the season is moving on here. Uh, not for us media geeks. So I was sitting there, these nice chairs. I was sitting and Ira was there with a coffee and he moves it. So I sat next to him and Sarah Walsh from NFL Network was sitting in one of the other chairs and she had her laptop out and she was doing a little bit of her work and kind of just, we were all BSing. And Ira's like, hey, Brock, when are you going to run out of people to interview on your podcast? And I'm like, it's getting there, Ira. And Sarah laughed. And he goes, when are you going to have Sarah Walt, John? I said, I already did last year. And she was nice enough to do that uh, while she was here working. And I thanked her. And they were kind of laughing. But Ira was busting chops. And he's like, did you know that I covered her when she was a golf high school soccer player? And, and, and uh, Sarah Walsh was laughing. She's like... Yeah, we, it wasn't like we had a lot of media coverage. You know, we were we were a girls' soccer team. Um, and I don't remember you, Ira. And I was like, how could you not remember me? <laughs> but it was funny. It was funny. And we were just having a good time. And it's just, I don't know. I am more relaxed. And then I actually went in. We were talking about I went into the media room. Jenna Lane was there from ESPN. She sits in the front. I usually sit like two seats back. Um, and then there was a young gentleman for, for channel 10 there, a couple of videographers because they have to plug in, make sure you get a mic check and the audio is it good, all that. And they were in there. And other than that, there was hardly anybody else waiting because we, they were just running late. And I was just sitting there and just not on my phone, just relaxing. And it's like, you know how people say, oh, this is my happy place. That's my happy place when I'm out at one buck when I am pregame at the trop for the Rays in major league baseball and, or I'll go to the visiting dugout, maybe hear what the manager has to say at the opposing team or seeing batting practice or being down on the field. Or if it's the NHL, the, I like going to morning skates, not a lot of, you know, there's nobody in the stands yet, but the, you know, the players do some interviews that's what I'm, I swear to God, that's one of the most happiest. Now, 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 don't get me wrong. It's with my family. When my daughter does something really good, like the other day, she got, it's unbelievable. She got like a one, 100 in advanced algebra. She's in eighth grade. She's taking like high school algebra. And she gets straight A's. And I mean, she came up and told me and I hugged her. And there's nothing better than that, you know. Or when I get a little bit of a day date or a date with my wife, because that we have to actually plan it out. That's about as good as you get. But overall, day to day, when I get to the facilities, that's where I'm happiest, man. You know, studio is fine. Studio is great. It'd be nice to be on a show. 
but I am very, very happy being in the field. I just am. And I know because that window is closing, you know, and it, and it reinforced it for me because the goat, it was Ibra asked, you know, you're, you, Tom, you've been in the public eye, you know, your private life has been scrutinized. And do you get kind of tired of it, Tom? Is it getting old? And, you know, Brady, Brady just gave a standard answer. He, he, he's not giving anything. Uh, we're all under the public eye, you know, all of us in the NFL. And it's also, it's been like that for me for a while. Look, we're on camera now and, uh, and just blew it off. But you know what Brady said? He goes, and then it was, I, I don't know. I think it was that, or it might've been a different question, but he said, uh, you know, we're at the highest level. And just like all of you guys that are here covering us, you know, you're at the top of your profession. And I'm thinking it's again, you can't get any higher than the NFL and especially a team that won the Super Bowl two years ago and has a chance to go back with the greatest of all time. Like you can't get much better than that. If you are complaining and bitching about that, it's like when I did the podcast with Andy freed, who was the Rays and is the Rays play by play radio announcer with Dave Wills. And it was great, man. We were talking and I, you know what? I think it was when we were off the, we weren't broadcasting. I had shut off my recorder and we were just BSing about a few things. And he was like, you would be surprised. This was Andy said of major league baseball broadcasters. And he, he wasn't specific, whether it was play by play or whether it was color commentators did bitch and complain. He's like, how do they complain? I mean, it's life. Not every day is, you know, the bells and whistles. There's going to be something where you're going to get a call from maybe a salesperson that you didn't, you made a mistake on copy that you read. And now the advertisers pissed and you got a call and straighten it out or you didn't do this, or, Hey, did you make a mistake on this? Or, Hey, we want you to extra do this. And this is on your day off. And you know, you got to do this, but for the, you know, those are minor little things. It's life. It's job. But for Andy was like, I'm at a baseball, I'm at a major league baseball field in a nice booth calling major league baseball for my job. And I'm still rolling. I'm still going. He goes, what is there to complain about? I am the same way. That's why I want to keep doing this. But there are people that complain. And what I noticed is, and I'm thankful for it. I have worked outside of this business doing a lot of jobs that I could not stand. Physical labor jobs, jobs that you wait for that 10 a.m. break. You wait for that short lunch and you wait for your two or two thirty break. And then with, when I was single, you hit the bar and then maybe you get a pizza for your dinner. 
and then you go to bed late and then you wake up uh, and you go and you punch you punch in with a time clock and you're with these guys that you don't even and you just oh and then the, you're ready to turn it in and you're driving back from a job and then the boss it's five o'clock oh we got another job for you guys to do oh it's 40 miles away don't worry you'll get a little OT yeah but I want to go home and I'm tired and I'm ah oh, this sucks and I've had that and I'm actually thankful that I have because when I got into this business, I would tell people I'm in an air conditioned office where if I want to go to the bathroom, I have a bathroom right down the hall. If I want to go in the break room and get something out of the refrigerator, I can. If I want to jump on the internet and surf for a little bit and see something, boom, I got to take care of it. I work with a, you know, and I'm, I'm dressed clean. I'm showered. I have nice clothes on. And uh, I mean, but there are a, there are a lot that I have encountered over the years in radio and in TV, TV especially, that they went to college, guys or girls, they maybe interned, they started in a smaller market and then worked medium and then they're working in a nice spot and they've had it good and a bitch and moan and complain about this and that man, I've seen it. So anyway, it just reinforced it. And when Brady said, you guys are at the top of your profession. Yeah, we're, we're right here covering the bucks. So all is good. Um, we're right at down at the end of the baseball season. So I hope we're going to have a good one. Everything is a okay on the home front here. And I noticed for the first time this morning, when I went to take the dog out, it actually felt cool. A little bit of a coolness. Because guys, wherever you are, if you're outside of Florida, oh my God, this has been the longest, hottest, most humid time I've ever experienced this year. And it just seemed like it would never end. But as God, the man upstairs, there's the seasons and we're and it made me feel so good. All right. I think that is about it. Not a really long one. Nah, 15, 20, 35. So not, 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 not too long, not too long today. Uh, that's about it. We got, we had a little bit of a short one. All right. So I have my thanks to Olivia because this was unexpected. I hit her up. Hey, would you do my podcast? Boom. Yeah, let's do it. Boom. You want to do it now? Yeah, let's do it. Boom, 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 boom. So uh, I got a couple of football ones that are in the can. And I'm really hoping to give you a blockbuster one. But if not, I'll tell you what's going on. All right? So listen, thank you so much. If you're not subscribed, please subscribe. And it comes that we get a new one every Tuesday, every Tuesday morning when you wake up and you get a new one once a week. So I love it. 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 I thank you so much, man. I appreciate it so much that you listen and uh, hang in there. Hope you have a great week. I'll talk to you next week on the rock stops here. Looking for studios in the Tampa Bay area to record your podcast? Radio Influence can help. With two studios on either side of the bay, Radio Influence has you covered. Engineered and produced by longtime radio professionals, achieve the excellence in podcasting that you and your listeners deserve. For more information or to schedule studio time, email us at contact at radioinfluence.com. Radio Influence, the future is now.